Welcome to the final Saturday workshop of the 2016 Region 2 Convention. My name is Dave and I'm a compulsive overeater and, and your moderator for this workshop. Please join me in the serenity prayer after a moment of silence. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, uh, we ask that all cell phones and other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check again. The opinions expressed here today are those of the individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak uh, to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, no photographs, audio, or visual recordings are allowed. If there is a press, if there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop which you may purchase outside in the foyer. This workshop will have speakers followed by an ask it, uh, ask it basket questions. During the workshop, please keep the basket moving. The topic for this session is principles of 12-step recovery, a way of life, and the principles. The principle is consciousness. We will begin with a selection from uh, for today, page 155. God's, God's way is a path of spiritual principles that makes my life uh, work under any circumstances. The recovering compulsive overeaters who have what I want are, without exception, working the 12-step program on a certain continuing basis, practicing its spiritual principles in everything they do. Okay, and so our first speech, speaker is going to be Lucy. Okay, yeah, we're going to have an announcement. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. And our first speaker, once again, is Lucy. Is Lucy here? Okay, then I guess we'll have we'll go to our second speaker and move along with Mary. She's going to have the timer for you. Twenty minutes, I believe. It says fifteen minute shares here. Yeah, we need to keep it going. So come on, come on up here. <laughs> That's what they're telling me. <laughs> fifteen minutes. Let's give Mary a big hand. I'm Mary, abstinent, compulsive eater. Hi. Thank you very much for coming to the convention. And to this workshop. So the topic of this is the principles in all our affairs. 
And the reason I asked about the time, it shows you what one compulsive thinker, besides being an eater, thinks. When I uh, chose the principles as a topic, I thought I had to speak the whole time. That I, that I would be speaking, sharing, and then you would have a chance to share. I didn't know until today that there's three of us. So I am overprepared. <laughs> but you know what's great about that? Is because I started early enough in getting ready to talk about the principles, one for each step, that the principles have been working me. And wow, I just all kinds of things have uncovered. I've been able, been able to behave differently, just in working a few min, a few weeks ahead of time <clears throat> with a couple of different people in OA on how to do this long workshop. So now I get to share what I have found out, but in uh, quite a segmented time. So to qualify, I've been in OA. Uh, I'm not sure of the year, but I've been here for 22 or 23 years. I came into OA from another program because my sponsor in that program came into OA. Something started happening for her. I didn't know she had a food problem, uh, but something was happening to her. So then I said, well, what's going on? Because I know you and I are uh, working this other program, and I see you at meetings well, what's going on uh, in OA? I mean, I knew I had a food problem, but I was still in denial. So I've been in 12-step programs for about 28 years. So it's like my fourth or fifth program, uh, Overeaters Anonymous. So because I've had experience in other programs, I knew what the steps would require of me. And I was full of resentment. When I came in here, because I said, oh, no, I have to meet more people. I have to do service this way, and I have to get to like you, and you like me, and get a sponsor, and all this stuff. And that's how I think. Even though I'm in recovery, that's how I think. I want the easier, softer way. Does anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I uh, want to give you my age, my stats. I'm 76. I am still working. I lost 30, 30 pounds. I was able to maintain it until, um, I guess, maybe in the last eight months, I've put on a few pounds. Okay. So my uh, OA sponsor says, well, it's God's weight and it's God's scale and all that. Just do the best you can. So, But I do need to look at, at some things so I can lose the weight, if that's God's intention, to go back to uh, my, my goal weight. And um, I've, I've done service at the d different levels, and I was really uh, very happy to be able to speak about the principles. And like I started off saying, that the principles are working me in, in a way that I, I couldn't have imagined. And so one thing I'm hoping that I can do with my OA sponsor is to do an inventory of each principle, of how I use it, how I don't understand part of it, how I deny it, and how can I carry this out 
into OA and into the world because we practice the principles in all our affairs. And that is so glorious to be able to take the different principles when we've reached tw- step 12 and apply them because I'm, I'm a grown-up today. I have really fought growing up, but I'm a grown-up today, and it's the principles. So in uh, the first principle is step one is honesty, and we admit something to ourselves, to someone else, to our sponsor, to our higher power or God that we don't want to. We need to tell the truth when we're asked and tell the truth when no one is looking That's also something that means honesty. Our life uh, may be more obvious in our behaviors to people we live with than to ourselves. But as we learn what we look like to other people, we become more honest. We can't do this alone. Uh, We've made a mess of what we've been given, but how can we begin to take care of it? This is frightening for us to admit to come out of denial, come into honesty. Without help, we cannot manage our own lives. We admit we are still compulsive eaters and we still need daily help. We avoid lies and self-denial and we get out of the mud. And we, I also, in doing my research for this, uh, found this, uh, it's not even a saying or a parable, but the, the, the thief of lying of how we lie as a character defect drains our energy. And I just discovered that, and I have to mull that over more. Uh, page 66 in the big book, Alcoholics. Oh, that's step two. Okay. So I'm going on to step two now, and the uh, principle is hope. So on page 66 in the big book, Alcoholic, whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual hope is part of every action we never do alone we will find strength if we believe that we have the strength and to always ask for it so hope this principle if we don't sometimes have it we can see it in other people they have hope and so can i borrow your hope if i can borrow your hope i know that won't drain you but if you give me something It grows bigger for you, and I get to use your hope. And then I get to feel it, and I get to act on it. And that's just wonderful. It's beginning of trust. We want to believe that we can get help. We want our lives better. We take action in some predetermined way to bring ourselves closer to God. We have some courage, and we face our fear. We become rational. And continue to look at our fears. We want to make our actions matter that we do, even though they're very tiny sometimes. And we go, gosh, that wasn't enough effort, so I won't have hope. Nothing will work out. People can count on us. Events will turn out for the best. We receive positive feelings, and we look forward with desire and reasonable confidence in ourselves because we begin to believe our own hope. In this manner, I'm much more useful to everyone, who we see in the street, who we live with, who we work with, who we worship with, or who we are on social media with. You can go there, too. 
I'm on hope. Oh, you asked what page? No, no, I just took one thing. The rest of it is my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, under the circumstance, yeah, we're being restored to sanity and become optimistic, and we... Uh, and that's important for me, being restored to sanity and optim. Yeah, I just said that. Okay. Other people will want to be around us because we have that signal or that feeling of hope. Faith. Faith is the principle for the third step. I believe and trust that even though I can't see God, I, I have never touched God. I know there's God with skin on, right? That's who we sometimes see. I have grown in my faith, it has deepened, and I believe in a higher power, or I believe in nature, or something external for me, that I'm under that guidance, that I will be given the, the good, good messages. I practice my faith by reciting prayers uh, from where I've learned in religious organizations, and from, of course, our 12-step programs. And lately, I call it a mishmash. Sometimes I can't complete a prayer, and so I, I, I add it, I take it along, and I start saying another prayer. And I go, I know God understands. Five minutes left, and I'm on principle three. Okay. It takes courage along with fear. Courage is the fourth, uh, and we know that's the inventory step, to look at ourselves, to appraise ourselves, to look at the good, our assets, and to look at what we need to get rid of. Who wants to look at our face in the morning after doing an inventory? Or sometimes for me, who, who, I don't want to look at my face after some of the dreams I've had. But a big book, page uh, 68, the verdict of ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. We demonstrate faith. We take a deep breath and we die, dive into our character defects that we live with as we get ready to list them and to do the strong work that it takes to do our inventory. And we go and swim against the tide. And as we get into the tide and into the water, we want to have our body not exactly float because that's not realistic in step four, but we don't want to be dragged down into the stones and into the sand and into the rocks and have our body so bruised that we can't continue our fourth step. Integrity. Integrity means coming complete. When I saw that definition in the dictionary, I go, wait a minute. That's not my definition, but that's my job is to interpret this in uh, integrity. And it means completeness in doing the fifth step. At a conscious level, we've done all the work that we can at the time, and we want it complete. So consciously, we are practicing integrity to be complete and this is one of the uh, tradition uh, the principles that uh, was working me I want to practice integrity I want to come to a full stop at a stop signal I don't want to do the California stop that's integrity I need to be complete about that three minutes okay uh, step five uh, yeah with integrity uh, we practice in our integrity when we give our steps, or excuse me, our uh, inventory away to our higher power, 
to ourselves, and we give it away to a person that we've chosen that we trust. And we trust also that this person is practicing anonymity as they receive our inventory. Willingness. The principle for step six, willingness comes in every step, I see, if I'm willing to do one step or another. And someone in maybe the first couple of years in program said, are you willing? And we would say, no. Well, are you willing to be willing? No. Are you willing to be willing to be willing? No. Are you willing to be willing to be willing to be willing? And I got that. I couldn't go up. Yes, I'm willing. I worked myself back up. Yes, I'm willing to be willing to be willing. And I kept the faith and the trust. But that's really an important thing for me in willingness. Apply the principle of saying yes to getting rid of all the character defects uh, for step six. Seven, humility. Oh, my gosh. This, This was such a scary concept even before becoming a principle for me in in 12-step programs because I knew humiliation. But humility, oh. And then in working this, wow, I can't brag that I did that. Oh, I can't mention that I did this. And this was humility. I'm right-sized. That's all I am. And we're all, just because I'm up here at the podium, you are practicing equal humility by saying, gosh, I need to come in to a workshop and learn something about humility. It is so beautiful to feel the humbleness, to feel the humility. Uh, It's it's really something. Uh, We're no longer running the show and saying to ourselves many, but instead... We are saying to ourselves each day, and I don't know what this page is from the big book, thy will be done, not mine, my, your will, and I want to align myself with your will. Um, the eighth principle, self-discipline. Wow, self-discipline. Think of those two words. Okay, discipline we did in, in step four in doing the inventory. Okay, and then we gave it away, and then 6th and 7th, we've asked and prayed that the character de- defects would be removed by God. And then I get to share my recovery by making a list. Wow, that is a lot of discipline. I mean, this is uh, what I want to run from. I, my time is up. Thank you. Thank you, Mary, again. So our next speaker is Andrea. Let's welcome Andrea to the podium. Hi, my name's Andrea, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um. This is a lot to cover in 15 minutes, but um, so I'm going to make um, my stats really brief. I've been here 33 years. I have maintained 100 to 125 pound weight loss by the grace of my higher power and through very imperfect program and imperfect adherence to these principles. 
and I got rid of my perfection, which was good recovery for me. Um, and I'm here today. Um, I see these principles as the principles to living my life, not just about this. It's come to mean that. So I can tell, I'm going to talk about them individually by the step, but this, these are the principles that I use to live my life. And I believe that there is a spiritual solution here, and it doesn't mean it has to be God. It just means when I first came in, they said, um, can you believe you're not God? If you can't believe in God, do you believe you're not God? Well, I was that humble. Not much more, but I was that humble. So anyway, here I be, 33 years later, um, came in, did everybody's inventory. But that doesn't matter. I didn't get, I won't tell you what I ate. It doesn't matter. I was, a, I was close to 300 pounds. Um, I never was going to be any of those weights, you know, the 200, the 250, whatever. So here I be. And um, so the principles... Mary went over some of them, and um, first of all, I'm powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. Well, I'm power- I was dieting when I was four. I was the pro- my family's problem. So I, had, I could admit I was powerless over food, but my mo- life was working really good. It's just that the people didn't know how to act. And that's my honest-to-God's truth at the time. So that was honesty. And, you know, and what I've come to realize now is that every single principle and every single bit of this program for me has been gradual. And am I perfectly honest now? Well, I'm glad to say they didn't charge me for something, and I had to tell them twice, and they finally charged me. I probably did that just because I knew I was going to come here. But anyway, um, you know, I'm as honest as I can be at any moment. And, you know, I came in here, and I wouldn't have been here if I didn't have a problem. And, um, you know, when I got, I've been in, I've had, I was very, I will say that my recovery has been gradual. And my admission of, I take everything, I'm, I'm honest, and then I, I, I lie by omission or I, whatever. It's good enough. I'm good enough. You know, um, I have a life behind, beyond my wildest dreams today. And, you know, the more compassionate and the more, more imperfect I can, I can accept that in me. I accept it in everybody else. And I live this by these principles because I want to be who God intends me to be and who I think God intends me to be as a kind, compassionate person. And I want to wake up and be glad to be me and to have what I have. And that's the gift of this program and this body, which is nowhere near 300 pounds and that keeps moving, and I'm 66. Okay, so there's some hope. Came to believe. I believe I don't believe. My sponsees believe they don't believe. How did you come to believe? I came to very slowly. You know, but what I like about OA is that I had the hope that it didn't have to be the God I was raised with. It could be the fellowship. It could be anything. So there is hope here. And when you come to believe in a power greater than yourself, it could be a doorknob. It could be your hot tub. We don't care. You know, and um, I learned how to believe by, by, by showing up at meetings and hearing everybody's story. Okay, faith. Made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. 
that poster with the cat clawing, hang in there, baby. I hung in as long as I could on everything before I gave it up. And I don't have to do that so much today. Um, I think the courage to change, which is the fourth principle, searching fearless moral inventory is only the start. The courage to change. I have never met a more courageous group of people in my life. And I, and I think about, because if nothing changes, nothing changes. So everything had to change. When I stopped compulsively overeating, the number one thing I can say is, I know why I ate. You know, and the list was endless. So, um, as I said, life takes courage. Getting old takes courage. You know, being here takes courage. And I get it from working this program and living by these principles. Integrity. You know, um, we share with, we tell ourselves, another human being, and God, our defects. And in that, Integrity, that is the release. To actually be able to do that is a release from, it gave me, it, it released me from the pride, the shame, the guilt, the things that I thought if I just had enough of it, I could get that diet right. But if pride and shame and guilt could have done that, I would have been Twiggy, I swear, you know? And um, if you don't know who Twiggy is, look it up. You can look it up on your, look it up on your phone. I know it's there. Okay, so um, so it was, there's a relief in, in step five. There's a relief in living this way in all of it. Step six, we're entirely ready. Who's ever entirely ready? I'm entirely ready because it's bothering me, and when it stops bothering me, I forgot that I was entirely ready. It's human, but... When I say that, I don't want you to think that I do everything I want to do when I want to do it and I'm not ready. I'm just trying to be realistic and say that this is a way of life. And when you, when, as you grow, you grow into this way of life too. And so, um, and, and it was mentioned, you pray to be entirely ready. You, you know, whatever. But it is, it, and it's with everything in life. It's not just the food. Everything. Um, humility. Um, you know, I didn't know what that word means when I came in here. And I looked it up, and actually to do this thing, I, I looked up all kinds of stuff, and then I thought, you're not in your head. You've got to come from your heart. You know, I can read you definitions. I can tell you, but I'm going to share my experience. And humility to me is being not, le- not better than or less than anyone. We're all equal, and I'm just walking on this path. You know, it's, it's being equal with the world. And, you know, you know that you, they said it. We were egomaniacs with inferiority complexes, you know? And um, I was that, you know? And that's not very humble, you know? And um, let's see. Made a list of all persons we had harmed. Boy, I took a long time on that one. They say that's self-discipline. I say it's the master of procrastination because you're never done because you're never going to do it. I know I forgot somebody. Perfectionism really comes in there. And what I tell other people, and it, it goes for everything, you know, just looking at any situation in my life, 
if I missed it, if I didn't get it all, you know what? I get a chance to do it again. You're not, you're, I've done many eighth, ninth, I've done all these steps many times, so I always get to practice it. And since I'm living that way, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that, um, you, you know, it's a process. It's a process. And finally, I went to somebody and I said, they said, well, how long have you been working on it? I said, 10 months. They said, when's your birthday? I told them. You're going to be done on your birthday. It was only 10 days away. I got a little panicked, but I was almost relieved, you know. So I tell my sponsees, we're going to do this again. And life is always about looking at relationship. I think this disease, you know, is about learning how to have relationship. So I'm always going to have challenges where I have to do inventories. And um, Okay, making amends. Okay. I wanted to make amends quickly because I wanted these, this stuff I was excava- excavating to go away. And you know what? What I learned is it's easy to say you're sorry. It's hard to change behavior. And it's hard in the beginning to tell, to tell, you, to tell someone um, what you're sorry for and only say your part. I have sponsees read me things, and it's dishing and dishing and pissing. I'm pissed. At, they did this, and they did this, and they did that, and they did this. And I say, it's your inventory. You have to what was your part? And I, that, that's kind of become a way of life for me. But it really, um, it is self-discipline because, but what it did was making amends brought me closer to other people. There are very few people that I made amends to. When First of all, I, I, I have learned restraint and pen and tongue is the most important thing to live these principles. And being the kind of... I was an ICU nurse, and I want things taken. I define the problem. I state the goal. I got an intervention. I'm going to evaluate the information. Do it, and if that doesn't work, I'll start over again. That's not Relationship. That's not the principle of these program. To do nothing is the hardest thing. And sometimes sitting with it and not alone, with your sponsor, with your fellows, with God, with anybody who will listen sometimes. And, you know, but um, it takes a lot of patience to do this. But make, in making those amends, I have... I have wonderful relationships with people. I don't. I used to just have captives, as they said. You know, I pulled them in. I, I thought I was honest. I would just say, you know, um, I'm just honest. Everybody's phony. I mean, I tell you what you think, what I think, and nobody else says it. You know, but I was cruel. I you were either in or out. It was my way or the highway. But I thought I was just honest. So. Um, I had a lot of amends to make, and um, taking inventory. Whenever I have dis-ease in my life, I'm doing step 10, the perseverance one, which is continued to take inventory, and when I was wrong, promptly admit it. Um, This means that I'm here for life. And this way of life is for life. And, so, and there's relief in that, 
because I'll always have all of you to remind me, and we all help each other. And it says somewhere that maybe we weren't, we didn't recover because maybe we weren't meant to face this disease in isolation. And I think that th- this way of life and working these steps and using these principles has got me out of isolation, you know? So I'm really grateful. And if I have disease, I can do your inventory. I give myself permission to do your inventory, but it better get back to me, and I don't do my inventory to you. And then, and it just, it's, it's, it's a process. Um, prayer and meditation. Oh, sometimes I'm just on the beam, you know? And sometimes I am, like, so resistant. I'm too busy. It doesn't work. I can't sit for a minute without my mind without my list, and that's when I'm in trouble, when I've got all my list and no God. But, you know, I just get back on the horse. And, you know, I do have a pretty good spiritual practice right now, and I'm actually working with someone in program, and we're, we're kind of working on it together and meeting. And um, whenever there's a meeting is um, nobody's sharing anymore, and they say, do you want to close early? They always know I'm going to want to meditate because I'm there already, so I might as well. So it's a practice. That's why they call it a spiritual practice, because we never arrive, or I never have. Okay, and 12, um, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all of my affairs. So... um, I think it speaks for itself, and it says, and, and it's the place that says, having had a spiritual awakening, and I do think the solution is spiritual for me. I take my will back. I do all kinds of things, but eventually it's between, and I have a great sponsor that reminds me. I, um, I am a very, I feel like I'm a gentle person. I was a, I was a mad woman when I came in. I know very little. I do believe that. I know very little. It's up to God right now. But I know one thing is that this is where I belong, that I would have been dead by 40, and I'm 66. And um, I know I'm never alone. And I believe I have become who God intends me to be which to the best of my ability is a kind person. And you know what? It's not all about me. And you couldn't have, I didn't even know what that meant. You know, I didn't think I felt that way, but I thought it was all about me. And it's really the more I listen and the more I open my heart, the better my life is. And so that's what I've got on these principles. That wasn't so bad. That was pretty easy. Okay, let's see. We have. Uh, let's thank our speakers for sharing their experience, strength, and hope. And uh, it says, as they take a seat on the stage for the ask, there's one. There's one ask it basket. So uh, let's have uh, this question is directed to Mary. Do you want to sit there, or do you want to come up here? 
Oh, come on up. Yeah, come on. Whatever you want to do. And it says, uh, what are your thoughts around uh, the step nine principle? And two, what are your thoughts around 10, 11, and 12? So How much time do I have for that? <laughs> okay. So I had to get my book out. Okay. My reference. Okay. So for step nine, it says love. And what I've thought, I've changed it to unconditional love. Because I heard about that concept for years and years and years, and I didn't feel it. But I have been asking for that in my daily prayer and meditation for unconditional love. And I got this image I want to share with you. Um, the um, unconditional love, and I, I work with different people, and I'm not quoting myself, I'm quoting her. But the solar plexus is at the breastplate, and then the heart is up here, and so the, those are chakras. And we have wisdom, and the knowledge that we have comes up to the heart, and the heart opens up. So what we know is not what our mind and brain tell us, it's what our heart tells us. So there is a connection. And so one day I saw that connection between the two chakras. If you can kind of visualize a tooth uh, toothpaste tube but flowing out very smoothly or if you can think of a band about this wide that's kind of a gold white it's very very strong it can't break and it connects the solar plexus to the heart so I have the knowledge and I have the wisdom, but I have the love. And putting that together to apply that with discretion in working the ninth step. I can discern, is that person ready for me? At, to what level can I go with my heart to there? I'm not going to give my heart away and lose it because this band is so strong that I get to keep my heart, but I get to share it. So in doing the ninth step and in doing this inventory, we get more back than what we give. We're carrying the message. We're carrying forgiveness. We're forgiving ourselves. And it just reaches at a deeper level. So this is a way to do step nine, to look at it that way. That this is love. It's love for myself. I'm developing unconditional love for myself. So as I work these steps, I can live with myself. My unconditional love for people I will never meet. And that's the possibilities of step nine. Then in step ten, perseverance, keep on trucking. And kind of if I'm going to put my shoulder and I'm going to push it against this podium and I'm going to keep pushing and doing this 10th step, making it a habit, I'm pushing forward. I'm pushing away from the disease. 
I'm pushing towards acceptance and positive by persevering, doing it day by day, regardless of how perfect it is. I heard in an earlier workshop, is it, what's your name, Dave? I think you said being 90% accurate, not 100% being perfect, but 90%. So I'm going to persevere and push and push on this to do my 10th step. And so what if I have to do the 10th step again? Because you've told me in these rooms, doing this 10th step on the same character defect, if we have a certain routine, maybe change the routine for the 10th step, or just do it again and give it away to somebody different. That's all that it takes. But it's that perseverance. It's showing up day after day how we do. It's showing up for each meal and planning it the best way we can. Uh, spiritual awareness. Uh, step 11 for meditation. I did share share with you that metaphor uh, of the connection and um, the spiritual awareness. And, and for me, step 11... I don't think anybody needs to have gone through the first 10 steps and then I'm ready for step 11. I'm I'm ready to become quiet and I'm ready to talk to God. Do it at any time, even if we're not abstinent. Do talk to God. Do find a place to sit for five minutes. When you drive in your car, turn off the radio. Guess what you get to hear yourself. But maybe you can hear God give ourselves enough quiet because God does not speak when it's really noisy. God speaks when it's quiet, when our bodies and that mind of ours, that disease, when that quiets down, we begin to feel the stillness, just like right this minute. Do you feel this right now, how quiet it is? It's this right now is when we hear God. Just as quiet. That's when we hear it. And then service is a principle for step 12. Wow, what a gift to do service. You're all doing service here today. We benefit from other people's service in the convention. When we arrive at step 12, that doesn't mean we start doing service. We have ways all the way, the first meeting we come into, to start doing service. Make a commitment to do your best. To meet that commitment. And sometimes it's really scary. When we do service, we walk out here. Okay? There's nothing out there. But, you know, I just know how to back off and take, take the bite of service that I can do. But try it. It's really, really worth it. Share, at a posi- share a position with somebody else. If you don't know how to do it, your sponsor will sponsor you through that uh, Service position at a meeting. You're not going to do it perfectly. You get to do it again in six months or somebody else gets to do it or share a service position. But get into the action. That's, it's lots of fun. And that's my interpretation of uh, the principles and practicing the principles in all our affairs. Thank you. That is the only uh, ask it basket question we have. So, it says here, um, there's a, they wanted us to make that announcement again. 
about the, and I don't know where it went. There's tickets available for the uh, dinner and the breakfast at the registration table. So I made the announcement. And uh, so now is the time to close this session. Please stand and hold hands and close with, uh, let's say, the third step prayer.